0: Hey everyone, welcome to a cooped up episode of ARG Presents. I'm Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who, unlike this week's game, is not
1: the chat's choice, the Brent. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's it. Vote right now, chat. Am I your choice? Don't bother voting. We know who the man is.
0: (laughs) So, if you tuned in last week, we spun the wheel and we made a deal. A deal with the people in the chat room who determined... What crazy out of this world game machine or computer we were gonna look at this week? And the votes came in. Hot and heavy. Hundreds, thousands. They blew up the machines. Almost with their, dozens. With their love and support of something called the Sam Coupe. Or yes. alternatively known as The Sam Coupe. The Coupe Machine. Brent, ugh, what do you know about the Sam Coupe? You mean
1: previously? Previously. I did not know. It. I would have thought, as I would have said, I, I don't. I've never heard of that car. Let me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Who's Sam? <laughs> Sam, you know your car. Yeah. That's it. So, needless to say, we had to delve deep in the mud to get some info on the Sam Coupe. Even people in the UK are are not fully uh, enlightened to this machine. Yes. So I have cobbled together a few uh, notes here that we can discuss. On the Sam Coupe, uh, a very uh, short-lived but interesting, wacky-looking machine. Yes. (sighs) So, the Coupe uh, came out in December of 1989. Now, it was announced to be out in November, but they were running late. Oh. And from what I've read, in December, they shipped literally a couple hundred units. Oh, God. That's all they could get ready uh, at that point. So... Uh, this thing was originally priced at 169 pounds, pounds sterling. Well, uh, what wait, wh- in, now th- what year? In in uh, 1989. Now, in American money back then, that was 274 U.S. dollars. And yeah, it, man, it,
1: that's a good deal. In
0: today's money, you're looking at 550 buckery dues U.S. Holy bucks. Holy moly! Yeah. I,
1: I had no idea this was <gasps> that cheap.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, how to explain what this looks like? Picture, picture a, a, a rectangular box.
1: Uh, all right. Stick a
0: computer or keyboard in the top of it, embedded. Okay. And then put, and then maybe have a couple slots in the front of the box to stick a floppy drive. Mate, now that's sprinkle, all you need, man. sprinkle uh, with ports, all sorts of crazy ports, and you've got the coupe, a bizarre-looking unit, but it looks pretty good. Like I'm watching a guy type on it now. I've got a keyboard here for you in video land, and you can see if you if you put a, if you put a box around the bottom, it's not a picture, but the guy you'll kind of go like this, and then there's the driver down here. It's not bad. The the uh, keyboard looks elevated, you know. I liked it. I, I thought it. Looked, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it is not aerodynamic or sleek.
1: No, that's Uh-oh. for sure.
0: If you ever needed to beat a guy, you probably could. That's right. So uh, this thing had a full stroke, seventy-two key keyboard. Not bad. None of this cut rate stuff. No membrane keyboard. None of that chiclet
1: stuff. Yeah. And for a budget computer, (coughs) that's pretty impressive. Uh, It had
0: a reset button on the back. It had a... This thing has a Z-Log Z80B uh, processor. So, uh, this thing ran at 6 megahertz. Now, this is an odd... I read this and I'm going to read it verbatim as to what I've found. All right. 6 megahertz with the screen off. 4.5 megahertz with the screen on. (laughs) <laughs> kind of weird I don't know what that means but <laughs> no
1: okay I mean if you're gonna if you're just doing you get n- up and leave if the... you're crunching the numbers you can just turn the screen off that's Ooh. weird oh, okay.
0: uh, and this thing can be slowed awesome. down to emulate the ZX Spectrum, which we'll get into in a moment
1: oh nice.
0: uh, this thing had 256k on board some models had more some up to 512k and you could actually with some crazy add-ons you could get up to 4 Big Meg
1: the memory. That's right, man. Now, wow. these add-ons
0: are, they make add-ons that are, extend to this day, which we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, so, in graphics mode, this thing can go 256 by 192 or 512 by 192. That's, Pretty good. that's amazing. 128 colors, right? This thing has a Philips SAA 1099 sound chip. Uh, 6-channel stereo FM synthesis. Not bad. It weighed uh, 2.26 kilograms. Now, get this port list out. This thing was ported up to Yin Yang. This is the big deal with this thing is the ports. You got RF output. You got RGB SCART video output. Serial uh, slash network socket. Joystick, Atari-style joystick connector. Go with the best Atari-style. (laughs) <laughs> Parallel interface, audio input, audio output, and it could have one, one. It could have one, two, or no um, in, uh, internal floppy drives. Three and a half inch floppy drives. It could have two
1: internal floppy drives. It had t- space wow. for two.
0: Now, so picture this: you've got your box right here. Here's here's one side, here's the other. You could pull this thing out and put a floppy in there, and there's thing in, And you, the floppy's so it's modular. The floppy's plug and play. Yo, you just Ooh. plug them right in. Yeah. Wow. Nice. It's it's a uh, very impressive. Uh, <clears throat> this thing uh, was also shipped with the uh, <laughs> Sam Basic. That's all you need to know. Has Sam DOS. Everything Sam. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> Sam's a good guy. So now I'm not done on these ports. Okay. So you've also got a 64-pin Euro connector for general-purpose hardware expansion. This is how it's written up. You've got a proprietary mouse socket, although apparently you could uh, with a with a converter you could use an ST mouse on it if you t- t- took the notion. Atari ST. <clears throat> now get this. Here's a wacky one. This thing's got a five-pin DIN connector for light pins or light guns. This is an. <laughs> how often do you see a dedicated port for that? MIDI in and out. As well, so uh, and, and the joystick port. I should add, uh, you could run a splitter like you used to, and on the Atari, and you could have two on sure. one. So pretty good stereo sound. But I'm not sure I mentioned that. So that's kind of neat. So <clears throat> when you when this thing shipped, the originally uh, the first batch of these had no floppy drives in it. You used the old um, tape drive like we had on the oh, Coke. Okay.
1: Now. Okay. Man, that's pretty late in the day for tape drives. It is,
0: and that was part of the that was not off to a good foot. Now the thing is, this thing could use floppy drives. It was no problem.
1: Yeah, but it, right. it,
0: it, and it didn't have them. Um, the uh, uh, now get this the the Sam Sam's RF modulator was built into the power supply and connected with a weird like a cable. Like it's, it's kind of that's you're going down the road of like the old uh, Atari 5200. <laughs> Did something wacky like this? Um, not everything was beautiful and perfect. Uh, this thing was known to have a few flaws, slight flaws. One of which is when you had two joysticks hooked up at the same time. Uh, if you started, if your one guy was playing and the other guy picked up the joystick and screwed around, it would screw up. It would screw up the first guy's game. Basically, it would it would basically, he could sort of, both people could affect play.
1: Not, whoops. So,
0: just <laughs> say it can happen. Wow.
1: I'll well, have a splitter then? All right, keep going.
0: Uh, you can hook up the four devices into the Euro connector, uh, and the uh, uh, now and they use the SAM bus because it's the SAM thing. <laughs> and you can and they had, you can have a built-in clock. Uh, you also could actually hook up additional power to your external units. I don't I got, now God only knows what kind of crazy units they had on this thing. So when this thing was built, <clears throat> when it came out. It had, it was, here's the way they worked it, best of my knowledge, and and you can see what you think about this. So, the ZX Spectrum, or ZX, over in in the UK is a big deal. Big deal, right? But this thing had been out for a good while, right? It's getting uh, long to two, so 89 rolls around, right? These guys come up with this machine that sort of bridges the gap between the Spectrum and, and, like, the Amiga, okay, or the ST, it's something that falls into the, like effectively a high-end, eight, a super high-end eight-bit system. Basically,
1: um, there's a problem with that. Uh-huh. In '89, wasn't the Amiga already out? It,
0: it had been out for a while, but it was expensive. Right, now ponder this for a minute. Plus, there's one thing this did that no Amiga would ever do, and that is um, this game was this thing was made to uh, be able to play your. Uh, Z uh, your ZX Spectrum video games and 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 applications. It was
1: sure, and it would play them sure. better than
0: the Spectrum. Here's sure. and that's the gimmick. So what this thing could do, anything that was made. This is the best of my understanding, and uh, some some uh, uh, egghead can hop in at any moment. But the best of my understanding, this thing could emulate a a 48k Spectrum. All right, and what it did. It would literally take the ZX Spectrum BIOS or whatever and it would copy it onto its its own memory and boot off of it. It would come up to a little menu. You would load up your Spectrum game. And the compatibility in the 48K range was real good. Real good. Uh, and, and one thing it also would do would get rid of the that annoying color clash that would happen. It would actually... The games would run also run faster, right? It would run uh, uh, 20, 25% faster, something like that. A significant change. Uh, and it would it wouldn't enhance the games uh, uh, in any other way, but I mean just to get rid of the color clash is a pretty big deal, and then having uh, that extra boost of speed gave those uh, some of those slower ZX Spectrum games a little a little bounce and a little pop to them.
1: That's very interesting. And I, I, if that's what they were going for, I don't think they really looked at the big picture, because you could pick up a Spectrum for like half the cost. Well, no, I mean, that, it wasn't... But this is
0: a better spectrum, you know what I'm
1: saying? Would you go... If someone said, Hey, Aaron, like, we just released a, a thing that you can go back and play all of your Sega Genesis games on. Yeah. Like, today. Like, and if you do it, it'll be like 15... The loading will be like 15% faster. And, like, the, the graphics will be... The Two percent sharper. Would you be like, all well, right? Yeah, but this is that—that—that
0: that, that, that you're talking about something thirty years ago. But I what you're going with. I listen. You're beating you're beating the drum here that's already been beat because this thing failed. is my point. <laughs> so just to back up a little bit, the uh, uh, when this thing came out, it was it was put out by an outfit called Miles Gordon Technology, MGT. All right. Okay. Uh, it was created by these two fellows, Alan Miles and Bruce Gordon. All right. They had already worked, uh, they worked, uh, for Sinclair and were, uh, had already been making peripherals for the ZX Spectrum and they were pretty
1: popular. There was one that so was. So they knew the ins and outs. Oh,
0: yeah. And they worked, they sold this thing called the Disciple, which is a real popular peripheral for the, uh, for the ZX. So these guys weren't just a couple of dips. It's not like me and you decided to have a computer. These right. guys knew what they were doing. And so, um, like I said that they, they 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 had worked this in. Basically, they thought to themselves, "Okay, we can we can do this as a as a machine that can play your old stuff. Plus, it'll play stuff made for it, right? It's sort of like the Coco Three. How about that? It was compatible with the Coco Two stuff, right? So, one of the things they bragged about was the ability to port stuff over and enhance it real quick. So, if they were making, for example, if you were making a ZX Spectrum game, heck, it's no problem just to port over to Sam. But you could add a bunch of extra sound or extra." Uh, Colors or whatever. It That's was,
1: a, okay. And that was that was sort. I of a, understand their gimmick. Right. Yeah.
0: So, the problem is, well, the problem to begin with was they were, in my opinion, I think this is a general consensus, is when they started this endeavor of making these machines, they were in over their head. Again, for that they had planned on releasing these in, the, in November of '89, and uh, they couldn't get production going. Well, and so they it pushed them back into December, and when you when you ship 200 units and 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 at the Christmas month in, in the, of your announcement machine, yeah, that's not enough. You're bone. That's not a, that's, enough. Yeah, that's not even close. And so uh, they were off to a bad start. And they were instantly they instantly had uh, uh money money troubles, uh, and also something that I mean, you listen, you were just sitting here talking about it, but it's true. It was a hard sell. To, to put out a, a computer with no floppy drive, and a, it was an eight bit machine, in a time where you've got Amigas and Atari STs and uh, and even PCs that are yeah. they're starting to. I mean, eighty nine things were happening. Yeah, As a boom, you know. If, they, so. if this
1: thing would have released in eighty seven, it would have blown off the shelves.
0: Yeah, right. And so um, there was also when they shipped this thing, there was a bug. Uh, in, the, uh, in the in the in the machine and the ROM that caused uh, some tr- some problems uh, with a with a di- with the disk drive. So they ended up having, Ooh. Them, yeah, they had to go and get new ROMs for for the for all these things, and that that cost them. So
1: they you were can't do that as a computer. Yeah, so they
0: were cooking along into ninety when they weren't cooking along. They were staggering along like like a. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and bam! In in ninety they they. Uh, Everything stopped, and they went into liquidation, all right? So this reminds me of the end of the Amiga. This is when you're, if you're a Sam, and you're really screwed if you've got one of these, the Coupe, and you're like, man, I hope this thing keeps on trucking. Well, because, I mean, you had to know there weren't very many of you. Um, So eventually, these guys somehow kind of rallied. They started a new company called Sam Computers Limited, and they bought back the rights to their machine after it had been liquidated, and they started making these things again in and and uh, ninety,
1: and then they. That sounds like the worst idea ever. Well, I
0: know. Something else they had trouble with was getting titles made, and so and I'll get to that in a minute. But a lot of the titles for this, uh, were done by like um, a lot of the big titles were done by like by one guy basically. Yeah. It was like the Sam Coop, a hey, master. Um. So everything they were swimming along until September of ninety two. When they announced that they'd gone into voluntary liquidation again, all right, so uh, all the Sam people were upset. Who could blame them? So there was there was a uh, word on the street that another outfit was going to buy the Sam and keep it going. And, they, and sure enough, an outfit called West Coast Computers strolled into town. They bought they bought the Sam after a couple months, and in April of '93, they finally made it public that they'd bought the Sam. And then uh, uh, they were talking about all the stuff they were gonna do with it. And then they were, and then the Sam Coupe died. <laughs> I mean, literally, everybody was happy. It's a lot like when like Gateway bought me. Everybody's like, oh, "All right, we're in." And it up. Just a complete de- flop. Well, and, they, mean, and they were done.
1: And, and that would the Sam Coupe was was a tough sell on 89. in '89. In '92, you got to be kidding me. '93.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Get out! What do? you... They had an awesome ad. I wrote this down because I thought it was... uh, You've been building up your Spectrum software collection for years, Randy Ad. You want a computer with better sound, better graphics, more power, but you don't want to lose your software. The coupe is the computer for you. Which that sums it up nicely, I think. I watched a dude load some Spectrum stuff on here. It was quite interesting, actually, because when he first started, he couldn't get anything to load. He was trying to use a tape drive. And it turns out that he, you need a stereo uh, input for this thing to for the tape drive to work. Quite interesting. But once he did that it worked and it worked worked well. It worked real well. I mean I was
1: That is
0: odd. It loaded up everything he tried. Everything about this computer is odd, dude. I mean it's an odd it's an odd wacky uh, system, man. It it, it it is what it is. So uh, let's talk about the games on this thing. Uh, they did not get a lot of support from uh, well let's just stop there. they did not get a lot of support <laughs> and there weren't a ton of uh, like what I would call quality games uh, that were released for it uh, but there were some so uh, I'd say the big there were basically four big games that I found that like people think are really good uh, they I think there's four there's uh, there's Prince of Persia there's a mm-hmm. port of that. There's a port of Lemmings uh,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: also good. Yes. Um, what was the other port? Oh, the, uh, Manic Miner
1: got yes. a port. And, yep.
0: and I would say, and I will say, I looked at Lemmings and I looked at Prince of Persia, uh, and they are uh, they're pretty good. I mean, for given its and given the system, uh, they're pretty. They're nice and colorful. Absolutely. They play. Okay, they yes. play okay uh uh Persia is pretty solid the sound isn't as good as you would expect on like an unlike, say the Amiga or something but I mean it's still pretty good. Uh I watched some playthroughs of Manic Miner. Wow, it, the sound on that's really good and the uh, game looked great. I uh, having played that one on the on the Spectrum. I mean it's it was a I thought it was a pretty big improvement. Sure. To be honest with you, uh but uh, the uh, uh the the long and short of it is they just what didn't get much action. And I think one guy did, like, most of the big ports. Then you've got a lot of, like, like lower-level games, which is sort of like what we did. Um, there was a magazine-based... Believe it or not, I don't know how this happened. Uh, there was a thing called Fred Publishing that was a uh, uh, Sam supporter. And they, they were the ones that did Lemmings and Oh No More Lemmings. They also did... Uh, uh, a bunch of other games. I'm, I'm boing and another stuff I've never heard of. Any of this stuff, football league manager, parallax, some other stuff. Then uh, Phoenix Software, the other ones that did Manic Miner. So they had a couple. They had a couple A titles, but for the most part, it was a ton of what I would call homemade C, stuff. C through F, or yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean. This is a weird system in, in terms of the uh, a library. This... Because, and we're coming in like idiots. And we have no idea what we're what we're right. looking for. And so when we picked these games out, I mean, I don't know how you picked yours, but I, I, once again, with my tried and true, look for the game with the coolest or wackiest name and pick pick that one. So that's what I did on the opening screen it looked good. So uh,
1: I looked for what I went to a site that had a bunch of it that had, Number of downloads. Yeah. So I went to the list and sorted by least downloaded. Yeah. And then kept scrolling up until I got to something that was that I didn't think was a demo or a uh, magazine release because this thing had a ton of magazine pack-in discs yeah. made for it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Um, <clears throat> um, the. Uh...
1: There's I didn't a, scroll far enough, by the way, because yeah. I didn't actually pick a commercial game.
0: There's, there was a fellow called Quasar, and uh, he's a guy who is still supporting the Sam with a bunch of nutty hardware <clears throat> peripherals, including like card readers and and, and all sorts of stuff. And I, he's a he's kind of a big deal in the Sam be like the number one guy. Uh, believe it or not, a, a fellow named Sanction in our Discord channel actually owns one of these things. That's amazing. And sent us some of the pictures you're, you'll you'll see. Uh, and uh, I it had some real nice shots of the thing you would take taken apart and stuff. The uh, board in this thing is actually a pretty compact little board. Yeah. <clears throat> it reminds me of these. Uh, when I worked at IBM, we made these little tiny no-account crap laptops. They had a very similar style board coming kind of the t uh, and, uh, uh, but these look pretty solid. Um, I like the idea of, the, of the, using the Atari sticks, and, I mean, they, they had a lot of good ideas. The, having all the expandability, the ports, I mean, it's a good way to go. Uh, is it, um... I mean, I mean, I think we can agree that this thing came out the wrong time, and was and put out poorly. Yeah. I mean, if you ship this in, in 87, yeah, you got some. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Even 88. But in 89... Things are changing, and if you're not, I mean, if they brought these out in numbers, big numbers in 89, you might have had something. But when you limp along, I should mention, do you want to guess that the total number of these ships, this is going to be one of the lowest run things we've ever fought? Oh, it's
1: got to, I'll say, uh, I'll say 15,000.
0: Very close. 12,000. Yeah. 12,000 of these that are known to have been
1: produced. Um, This has a huge scene for that few Product media.
0: I will say that we, uh, of course, me and you had, uh, uh, and I also thank Pixels for providing uh, me and you links to our games and the emulator, Pixels of Don, who helped us out he always does, and Sanction, of course, who gave us lots of good information. Um, the uh, the emulator was painless. We talked about this before the show started. Uh, we uh, fired it right up. We got our game and going, and the game's fired right up. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no problem. The opening screen on this is pretty. Of uh, the opening screen of the Sam Coupe coming up, it's, very, it's colorful, a bunch of crazy bars and stuff on there. I mean, it reminded me, and and we'll probably get into this more later. It were it very similar to the Coco, in a lot of ways. The the games looked very Coco. The sound was Coco-y. I know that may be blasphemy to all the Sam Coupe owners. It but ran I, a lot better. It, yeah, it was sna- It was absolutely snappier. There's yeah. no doubt. But I mean that, the, and I, I don't think the Coca would have could have worked. Could have done Lemmings or, or uh, no, or one of, Earth, one of those real yeah. high end yeah, games. I don't so either. I think some of the games I looked at just were, uh, you know, people that didn't know a ton about programming for the thing, uh, because they were they, some of them ran better than others. The ones I looked at the low end stuff, but the high end stuff. Listen, this was C sixty four plus level stuff. I mean, it would have, it was yeah. stuff that you would. I agree. It sat in a very odd spot, it and did. It, it makes one wonder that if if this system had gained any traction, uh, what could have been produced for it? Because I mean, Lemmings, no, no more Lemmings. Like I said, they're, they're not Amiga perfect, but they're they're better than you would find on a lot of systems, and certainly on on, on most of your eight bit systems. Sure.
1: This this system, I it, it's very interesting, especially here in a little more of its past. I often wonder why uh, consoles, well, computers more so, don't go for that last big hurrah and make like the ultra system for the for the what's going out, kind of being the specialized of to bridge that gap, like you said before. Uh, And and now I'm starting to realize why, because as we're sitting here talking about it, the appeal of this is can only be appealing to people who own a spectrum and were and were looking to move from that. Yeah. Uh outside of that realm, who's going to be like, "Wow, now I can play all those Spectrum games I didn't play before?" Well, I think the
0: promise of <clears throat> hey, Spectrum was such a big deal in the UK that you could you you could run a company just on that on that basis, I think. If you were successful, I'm
1: going to have proof that you can. Well,
0: no, because these guys didn't successfully launch it. Is the thing. I mean, you, and you've got something. That you plus the not putting the disk drive in there. I mean, at that point, you're what breaking. a what? A, yeah, that was. And the funny a thing is, from I watched the fella that used the uh, thing to emulate the Spectrum, and what you're supposed to do is once you've got the Spectrum game uh, loaded, you can actually save it on the floppy. You know, which is good. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if this thing. Was highly coveted I mean I think part of the yeah. problem was probably you couldn't get these too yeah and so and I mean I know now from looking at the eBay prices and I'll just touch on that real quick uh, these things sell for a fortune on eBay uh, you know you're not you can forget about getting one for under say 600 US dollars I mean they're real they're highly prized yeah, they so you are. can imagine because I thought them it much like every week when we do this show I'm like hey Maybe I'll just hop on eBay and pick one of these old junkers up. Wrong every I'm wrong every week. <laughs> these old junkers are worth a fortune. You ain't buying them, and so and so. Uh, the fact that we had a fella that actually owned one was a, quite a was boon. pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, do you know what Sam stood for? It's
0: the Sam I, I I remember reading this. It's, it was a. I've heard there's a bunch of
1: theories, right? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no one really knows what it was. Right. What it, Sam stood for, if it stood for anything, uh, but. The rumored is Spectrum Advanced Machine. All right. That makes which sense. Which someone later said that, uh, uh, no, that's not what it stood for. It stood for Some Amazing Machine. That's worse. And I was that's like, worse. And, and then somebody came back later and said, no, 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 no. That's not right. It stood for Some Amazing Micro. Okay. And that's the worst of the bunch. And what about the coupe part? Uh, no, you know. Coops are fun. I just put that in because it's like a car.
0: <laughs> you know, there aren't little dots behind the name, so maybe it's just Sam. I like to think that's the name of the
1: Yeah, just A hey, Sam. You
0: like I I'm sitting around making up a computer name. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a friendly sounding name and then put something to do with a car behind it. The Mary, That's your computer. The
1: Mary Ford.
0: That's right. Or the uh 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 the Billy Vet. Something like Good that.
1: Bad. All right. Yeah,
0: that works. We can we can do this all day.
1: <laughs> we probably
0: shouldn't though. So, I, I this is, something about this computer was endearing. <laughs> I, will say, I don't know if it's the name. Everything being Sam Doss, Sam Basic, all the Sam stuff. I, it, I, it, and it's such a nutty looking unit that I I kind of want one. You know what I mean? I think it'd be fun to have one.
1: So you know, Pete. I, I've just been informed yeah. that. The coupe part, it it could be one of two things. Yeah. The the car. Yeah. Or uh, there's an ice cream sundae called the Ice Cream Coupe. Okay. And and it could be named after that. Because.
0: (laughs) Neither one of those make any more sense than the (laughs) other. Well, you know,
1: uh, the coupe is a fast car, so it's a
0: fast machine. Oh, well, I suppose. (laughs) That's weird, man. So we. Like, as I mentioned earlier, we stupidly staggered blindly into this thing to pick a couple games from the minuscule library. Now, did we pick Lemmings? Did we pick um, Prince of Persia? No.
1: No, that, anyone can look up Paris. that stuff.
0: We picked, we picked a couple games that are uh, uh, obscure, one of which wasn't even sold. Well, I'm going <laughs> to get into that. So we're going to step right in gingerly. As Brent introduces his game for the week. Now, Brent, tell the tell the people the game you selected here for the show.
1: I chose Blast Turbo.
0: Blast Turbo. Yes. Much like the Sam Coupe name, this is another game that has a car thing referenced at the back of it. <laughs> well
1: well, Turbo was because it was faster than the than the original Blast. It was fast.
0: There's no doubt about that.
1: Uh before we get into Blast Turbo, yeah. I want to go a little bit into James R. Curry, which is the developer of Blast Turbo. Okay. Uh, he, ha- he is still making games today. Mm. Ma- he makes iPhone games and that sort of thing. He's a one man show, although he did have help with the art on this, and I'll get that later on. He is also one of the few, uh, there's believed to be 40 of these to exist. And he is a known owner of at least one of them. When uh, the Sam Coop released, they had 20 golden chips made. The, uh, gold oh. Gold oh, oh. ASIC chips. ASIC. Yeah. Tw- they, there are 40 prototypes uh, and 20 of them were mounted on plaques as, sign, as kind of a, a, a thing. Uh-huh. And this was uh, signed by Bruce Gordon. Okay. So they made these plaques and they said, you know what? We are only going to sell these plaques to the absolute most dedicated people out there for the Sam Coupe that really helped drive us. So they, wait, but they sold them? <laughs> they sold they them. sold these awards for, these allocated awards for 80 pounds so <clears throat> and they said, and they said they said don't just don't just put the check in the mail don't just and, put the check yeah. in the mail because we're not going to just sell them to any goof off the street okay highly dedicated people um now among this list James R Curry is one that he 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 got a chip uh there were many that later showed up on eBay, mm-hmm. but way down the line. Uh, and now they are highly, highly sought after in the in the Sam Coop community. Because you can, you can drop these chips into your system and run your system off of them. They're fully functioning chips with gold leads. Uh-huh. So uh, No one would do that, right? Yes. Uh, Chris White is known to run his Sam Coop on his gold... Play his golden uh, processor chip.
0: You've got a golden ASIC.
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, ne- uh, Nev Young also runs. Who are these people? These, these are people uh, developers mostly in, in the community. Now,
0: now I got a question before you sure. continue. These are people. These were only sold. so. So I walked up day, A. I rolled into uh, the Sam Coop office and said, "I'm ready to buy an eighty dollar gold ASIC." That's right. They wouldn't sell me one because I was not decorated in the community. That's correct. The community was around for like a year, less than a year. How well, do you get decorated?
1: Well, it is rumored now that the prices for these chips are about fifty grand. Jeez. Uh, so if you've got one of these, you know, that's that's it, it's a whole different world now. What a bizarre story. That is. And how
0: many did they make?
1: Forty total. It's forty total, and twenty of them were mounted on plaques, and twenty were sold as just chips. That is, and even Do, the ones, are they any better than a normal ASIC? It is. It is said uh-huh. that yes, they run faster. However, the side by side comparisons leave people with the question if that was true or not.
0: That is the goofiest that story I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, well done. Um, so. <clears throat> James uh, R. Curry owning one of these lets you know that he has been in the scene for a while, and uh, uh, he was a big uh, Sam Coop guy, and so he's the guy that made your game. Yes, that's
0: incredible. He, You're the. Is that why you picked that game? Or?
1: Absolutely not. These are <laughs> facts I found. That's out. a remarkable tale. Uh, so, uh, James R. Curry is someone who's been in the biz for a while. Uh, he's a younger guy. I mean, by our standards, I guess. Well, he's actually about our age. Yeah. Uh, and he still makes games today on the iOS platform. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to... He just released uh, a new game uh, uh, about uh, food. Something about the world. Uh, he Some guy was trying to solve the world hunger problem, and he made a bunch of stuff. But it ended up that the food came to life and was trying to kill him. I just read a small blurb about it, and I get to get to check it out. It's topical with today's headline. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if you ever want to check out a game by by James, it's out there. It, this that was released only a couple years. ago. You should ago. be this
0: guy's press agent.
1: Hey, I, you know,
0: <laughs> I've never wanted to meet a man more than I want to meet this guy.
1: <laughs> so, when he made Blast Turbo, uh, it was actually an update to Blast which he said appears on the Fred 56, which I have no idea what that is. Fred 56.
0: Maybe that's a magazine.
1: Um, he said Disc. that he, he, when he made Blast, he said, I wanted to make an update for it for the uh-huh. SAM because the SAM had the more power, could do a little more so stuff. So this
0: was originally out in the ZX, right? The first I, one? I believe
1: so, okay. yeah. And uh, something we want to mention, this was never a commercially released game. Right. This was, Clearly. Uh, this was basically shareware or demo software and we've never really talked about that on this channel because we typically sp- stick to more commercially released games um, to better highlight the have system. Have we ever covered
0: a, pu- a public domain this game? This is it. This is the no, first one. How crazy But
1: uh, it's something to note. The demo scene, the shareware scene, where, where it doesn't have these big publishers or companies behind it, really drove a lot of software back in the day. Especially for the SAM. <laughs> <laughs> drove so, all the software. So... You know, it's. I, I'm kind of glad that it was a goof when I picked the game because I thought it was commercially released. But I'm kind of glad that it, it came out this way because it really highlights what these people behind the scenes, you know, that just they love their computer, they loved tinkering, they wanted to make software. It wasn't necessarily that they were trying to make a, a, the quick buck or anything. They were just out there programming for the love of programming. And you get some decent stuff that way. Now, not all of it's good, not all of it's you know going to rock the world. Uh, but occasionally you get stuff out there that's so good that it's worth taking a look at. And I think the Blast Turbo, in my opinion, is good enough to take a look at for that reason. Um, he said that things he fixed from the other from the older game was substantial cre- increase in speed. It's as twice as fast as the original Blast. Uh, also, different title screen. Uh, fixed some bugs. Added a pause to the game. Um, and and basically polished it up. He felt that this was a more uh, complete game than what he had had before. So the keys on this are the oddest key mappings I've ever seen as a default keyboard yeah, Thank layout. God
0: when it comes up, it's got instructions. Yeah I would have never bugged. found these. Yeah.
1: This game, uh, for you... At home, that can picture a keyboard in your mind. Uh, left and right is O and P, which okay, that sort of works. Up and down is Q and Z. Yeah,
0: I use a joystick on this one, by the way.
1: Oh, I, I play keyboard. <laughs> uh, and the fire button is S. Yeah. So when I first thought that down was an important part of the game, my eye my hand was cramping so bad trying to use these keys. I guess in, in the Sam Coop, since it's kind of in a box, you maybe can kind of hold your hand and rest it there.
0: Or maybe the keyboard's a little uh, um, more oddly shaped.
1: And... Yeah, it was, I thought it was a crazy layout, uh, but eventually I realized down is not an important aspect of the game. Yeah, because you
0: just fall. Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, when you stop trying to hold onto the down key, it's actually pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um,
0: when would you use down? I'll think about it. Never. Just uh, to, <laughs> to start
1: the game. Yeah. Just to move the arrow to the start key. Uh, the plot of this game is tremendous. As, As a, a plot? Yes, that's right. As a robot trapped on a strange alien world, you are—you've got to escape every level and return to your ship and freedom. <laughs> the loosest plot. And James knows that, you know, the plot's crap. I mean, happen. he he makes fun of it uh, as he's going. Uh, as you play the game in, in Blast Turbo, you are a little robot that can move left and right and jump. Up with jump. And you lay landmines. And the object of the game is to lay a landmine and have the bad guys run into it. Or... Since you aren't hurt by your own mines, you can lay a landmine mine and, and run into it and it'll explode and you'll get the enemy in the explosion. Another thing you can do with this is chain mines together. So you can have a line of mines, set off one on the left to blow up the chain and you'll have a big stream of them, kind of a la Bomberman. Uh, each screen is a single screen that you can loop from the top to the bottom to the left to the right. It's made up of platforms and the enemies are basically rolling or bouncing or flying around or like depending on what unicycles kind of enemies or bikes or yes. something. Yes, oh, so we're going to go over yeah. the enemies here in a second. And the object is to clear off all the enemies to go to the next screen. It's the the level designs are very bubble bobble the bomb aspect is very bomber Bomberman. Uh, and the enemies are just out of this world. Let's, the enemies in this game are kind of ridiculous. So you've got unicycles. Because, you know, on the alien planet, of course you've got living unicycles. You've also got helicopters that will fly around. The unicycles just go on the platforms and move left and right. Uh, you've got chainsaws, of course. Helmets, uh, generators, which look like large Aztec heads that spit bad guys out of it. Uh, and then, of course, you've got ghost because that's what happens when you're on an alien planet, ghosts.
0: Um, we both got ghosts this week. That's
1: right. Uh, it is a fast-paced, chaotic game, while the bad guys will literally just... Follow what seems to be a random pattern. Because uh, they go from the bottom of the screen. All the bottoms of the screen have some kind of hole. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. But for the most part, have a bottom hole that loops to the top of the screen. So the enemies are always just going down and up and left and right If they're the helicopters. And seemingly random patterns. And any time that they run into anything, they bounce at what was basically the correct angle. When you destroy an enemy, they become a little power-up ball that bounces around the screen, and enemies can still run into that power ball, and they don't get hurt, they just get diverted. So it changes their pathing. Uh, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but holy moly does it make everything very unpredictable. Uh, So it's not just like you can follow the pattern of what's bouncing around the screen and then lay your mind and everything's happy. The game is crazy fast, and it's crazy chaotic. Uh, Another thing is your minds are not infinite. They're limited to five when you start the game, and sometimes when you kill an enemy, you can pick up three more. Biggest hint on this game, guys, if you plan on playing it, you don't get your minds reset to five when you die, so you can lay down four minds, die, and then when you respawn, you will have one mind. You're boned. The only time that your minds reset to five is when you end the level with zero minds, or you die with zero minds. So if you beat a level and you have one or two minds left, waste them. Because you'll get reset to 5. Once I did, once I figured that out, I had a much better time with the game. Because I found myself constantly running out of mines. Because there are more enemies than there are mines in your inventory. And if you can build up a stockpile, you don't lose them when you die. So, that is something you certainly want to do. Um, another strategy on the game is you kind of have to chain mines together on some uh, uh, scenes to where you can kind of hide in safety from the bouncing and the craziness and you can uh, chain two or three mines together and then blow it out the side when an enemy gets close. Lastly, uh, starting on like I believe it's level five and there's only 10 levels of the game so it, it is it's a short game. Uh, but starting on level five, you start seeing the Aztec heads that are generators. You have to... That is your number one priority. And they're always in kind of tricky platform situations where you have to jump. Um, But it's random how many bad guys they spit out, but sometimes they will just send an endless chain of enemies after you. So you have to stop it before it does that. Uh, I really like this game. For... It's, it's odd, it's quirky, it's fast-paced. Did you beat it? I did not beat it. I got to stage 8. I, did, I couldn't even get to stage 5. So I was going say... Oh. Two. Yeah. Uh, but I played it, and I played it and I've gotten better <laughs> as I played it. Because while the enemy movement is random after it starts hitting stuff, the starting set of where the enemies are are static. So all the enemies always start in the same place when you get to a stage. And I I started to see where I could lay mines so that the first movements of the enemies ran into mines and would get quick kills. Almost imperative. As I did that, I kept getting better and better and better. You only get five lives in the game, and once your lives are over, you have to start over. There's no continues. Uh, There is score in the game, so that's something you can kind of go for. I, personally, was just trying to get to the end. Uh, I really enjoyed this game because I felt like I got better as I played it. And I always love that about a game. So you didn't like this.
0: I hated it. To be honest with you. Uh, I thought it was just... uh, It was too fast. I mean, it was like malfunctioning fast. I had to go watch a video to make sure that my emulator wasn't running wrong. Uh, It's just... I, I... I didn't think the guy controlled well. I, I would, Whenever you explode an enemy, if you get too ex- close to
1: the explosion, that kills you. No, the explosions don't hurt you. No, the, but the, what the enemy's happens, death kills you. No, well, no, what it is, is the enemy is not does not die by the very top of the explosion. And since your guy is the same size as the explosion height-wise, if an enemy comes down and you're hiding in an explosion, he still kills you. That is kind of cheap, yeah. But I understand that. why it is. The uh, uh,
0: if for a, again, if it wasn't for the documentation, it's, ironically, uh, your the main game had documentation that could read. I'll give it that. I did yes. like that. where I, on mine, I've got nothing. I don't have any backstory. Well, we'll get to yours. I don't <laughs> have anything. Cause I couldn't find Jack Squat. But the uh, uh, the truth of the matter is, I just didn't think that the game was. Fun. I mean, to be blunt. Wow. I played to a guy. I think I got to like third or fourth level, uh, and it was it was just it's chaotic. It's it not is. in a good not in a good way. No,
1: I think it's a perfect. Uh, way. It's
0: not attractive, to be honest. It's not. It, yeah. It's not the most uh, beautiful
1: game. It's bubble bobble quality graphics, no, but dirty. It's or, not
0: that. It's not what you say ballpark. It's bubble bobble. Are you kidding me? No,
1: it's. I think it's. I think it no. is. I think it's got the same same style. This is of just graphics. bobble.
0: It was a, a Sam bobble. I I uh uh I didn't like to control that much to be honest with you. The yeah. jumps tried, are floating. I tried, and we'll get into that with my game too. But I tried the joystick and the keyboard. You said the keyboard commands are are bizarre. Yeah, uh, uh, they are. They're they're right, <clears> odd <throat> so you get used to them. Uh, but uh, uh, this is this I'll get into this more with my game. But I I tried this game as soon as you announced it. I played it for a little while, not too long, because so I was just like, and hey, there's not much of this. Then I came back to it, and then I came back to it again, and I kept coming back to it because normally when that happens to me, if I come back a couple times, I'll find a, something to hang my hat on. But I just didn't think there was much to it. I mean, it just looked like a, like a low-end. I mean, it did look like a low-end public domain game that some guy put together, and it was I just, it didn't do it for me. I, Certainly not something that would be befitting of a man with a gold ASIC.
1: Now, see, I, I, I really disagree with you. I'm not trying to say this is some shiny beacon run out and buy a Sam Coop to play this. No, it's not like that. But, as a game that you can set down, I, I, when I played it, I, I thought, man, I'm going to, because I watched the videos first, and I thought, man, I'm going to run, I'm going to burn through this game, I'm going to beat the 10 stages in a few minutes, because it looked so passe. It just looked like, you lay a bombs down, the enemies blow up, you win. And then when I played it, uh, I was like, at the very beginning, I was so ticked off, because I sucked so bad at it. Uh, And I kept playing it more and more and more, and when I I finally beat level 7, I was like, oh, yes! And I died on level 8 and lost all my life, and I never got back there. And I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried. tried. (coughs) When I stopped playing, I had played for over two hours. You Over you, two hours. You
0: found, you got more from it than I did. There's no doubt. You actually... I, I
1: enjoyed I, the challenge. You know, yeah, I enjoyed the speed, the chaos of it. Trying to predict where the enemies are going to go. The controls are simple. You lay the, ne- the mine down in front of you whenever you hit the button. Jumping is, is, is right out. Because it, it's so floaty, it makes the yeah. platforming parts really that, difficult.
0: It's hard to get up. It's that's something else. I had trouble, like, like even on the first stage, in the area where you can just kind of jump up, jump up, and, and the let the platforms get smaller. They're almost like steps. Just because are got to jump straight up, so you sort of have to use. Well, the, you can. You sort of have to make him go to into, like so he jumps up to a next platform. It's hard. I had all kinds of trouble. The jumping, jumping
1: you, know. you either have to, straight up, which does have its uses in this game. Because you can jump straight up, and you can mine at any point. So you can jump straight up, lay a mine on a platform above you, and fall back down. Uh, to jump left or right, you have to you know, press both the keys at the same time, of course. It's But hard. you float. And if you hit a platform, you'll float up the platform and pop yeah, on top and, uh, of it. The controls, I thought, were uh,
0: excruciating. I thought they were... And having the guys bounce around like that, you're trying to mine them, and even once you mine them, you can get a little, you can harvest a little goodie that they drop or they become. That's a hassle too, just getting because they're bebopping around. It's a hassle. I you say there's some kind of uh, there's some kind of geometry to the way they bounce. To me, it just seemed like they randomly bounced around. It's
1: because they bounce off of so much stuff. Uh, my one hundred percent biggest complaint about the game is when you die. Because when you die, the whole board resets. When you die, you should go back to five mines if you have less than five mines. If you have more, I think you should keep them. Yeah, that was that's a, that definitely was... a strategy of the game. Yeah. But losing the mines when you have less than five, or not getting them back, that was a travesty. Yeah, because when
0: you're down, you're down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: the The game kicks you when you're already down. Yeah. I but, didn't find the game easy at all. I thought it was no, very difficult I thought it was very game. difficult. Yeah. But I, I, it was a challenge that you grow into. I really enjoyed this. Now, like I said, this is not like this isn't going to replace uh, uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter Is my favorite game of all time, but it is a game that I think is worthy of checking out uh, especially if you already have the emulator out and going. Now, if you don't want a challenging game, skip it because it is a challenging game.
0: Well, if you've got a Sam Coupe and you want a game, I would, I would try every game because you might as well <laughs> run through a couple dozen you got and then move and then move along. But I, I didn't enjoy this game at all. Uh,
1: something I just want to touch on just because uh, uh, James R. Curry felt it was important enough to say in his credit, uh, all the graphics in this game were done by Michael E. Bowen. Uh, except for the ending ship, which I unfortunately was not able to, to see. Uh, the ending logo was done by Graham N. Goring, and it was because Mike was sick that day. Mm, so, they had, so they just had to get a replacement. Uh, but I'll have to say, for a public domain game, I was incredibly entertained by this. I put way more hours into it than I thought I was going to. I put way way more time into it than your game. Speaking of your game, let's get right into it. Well, listen,
0: you took a good while in that simple little game. That's a good thing because we'll zip through this look (laughs) at a breakneck pace. So let's talk about the game I chose. Now, as you know, I like to choose my games for the stupidest reasons. And so when I saw Count Dracula was involved, I was in. So my game wasn't my game is Bowen or Bowen. How would you pronounce that? I anywhere? would say it was Bowen. Let's go with Bowen. Bowen and the Count Dracula and the Count Dracula. So the Count Dracula. Listen, there's only one. There's only one dude. So this was released in '91, and it was made by a fella named David Seraphim, and the artist on it was Yo-Yo Silva. Okay. I like that name, sure. by the way. You know, uh, published by Persona, which apparently did a lot of publishing uh, back in the day. And this is a platform game. So, um, I can find no docs on this. I could find no uh, eBay on this. I just found very minimal, minimal information on this yes. game. I could not find a playthrough of any consequence on no. it. Just a, much like myself, uh, uh, they had a cup of coffee with it. So, best I can tell you are bowing and you are this is a once it's a uh, single screen uh, game where you go around collecting diamonds all right sounds sure. simple enough it's pla- there are platforms of plenty and you are trying to avoid ghosts and basically like bugs you have uh, at your disposal what are tomatoes or apples how what would you figure those fruits I were? thought they were apples. You, once you eat these in a hilarious turn of events a like pac-man style you can then go and and you can get you could uh, eat delete kill whatever this guy does to these uh, animals and monsters and they go away pretty simple stuff yes yeah. um, uh, the I, I, I'm not gonna lie I did not get very far in this game I only got to level one four I believe it was as high as I got Or maybe it might been one five it was it, I think like four or five screens in it was rinse and repeat. Uh, the uh, um, the uh, game is uh, it's not a, 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 it's not an unattractive game. Nice uh, the opening there. screen is outstanding, a beautiful screen uh, with Dracula and Balan, uh, and uh, it's very well done. It's got a lovely tune w- a, in the background. Now, <clears throat> here's the problem with the lovely tune. Take a lovely tune. Take any lovely tune, right? Clip out. The loveliness. (laughs) Clip out about four seconds of that tune. Now, just play it over and over. That's it. That's the tune. Uh, It was so The first time you hear it, you're like, ah. And then, subsequently, you're like, ah! No! (laughs) It's almost like a sublime torture that runs in the background. uh, And it never stops. Yeah, oh my gosh. Until you die.
1: And so, <laughs> and, and it, literally, not not in game. I yeah, feel like, like I'm going to die.
0: This game has been described uh, as a a, a a mix up of Bubble Bobble and Bomb Jack. War right? game? Yeah, that's what it's been described as. But a, a mix up of Bubble Bobble. You ever played Bomb Jack? Yes, I played. I played both.
1: It, it, it Bomb Jack, I'll kind of give it. Bubble Bobble, it has nothing to do with Bubble Bobble.
0: Well, I'm just telling you, um, this game came out on tape. I should mention that, as opposed to this. I mean, I, I, hey, how did yours chip? Who knows, right? You, uh, this, the colors in this game were nice. This, this, The color palette they used for the platform stages on here reminded me of very much of the Coco. In fact, in some ways, this reminded me of... Uh, it's sort of graphically. Uh, it, the color palette reminded me of the Cocoa version of Popeye. Yes, if you recall that it had a lot of the blues yeah. and the, and those kind of reds and yep. pinks. I agree. You know, uh, this on the other hand is not nearly that good. No, uh, and it's hampered by a few things. The major thing is, um, I, I the controls are not good. No. Again, I played this with much like your game. I tried this with the joystick and the keyboard to see which one I liked better. And my problem was jumping uh, on this one. Jumping on yours uh, was uh, it was tough to jump at an angle. This one he was too jumpy. He would. It's almost like the keyboard. And this could you never know. This could be an emulation thing. You never know. But uh, I would double jump all the time, and it was it was infuriating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, the hit detection on this is uh, punishing. Yes. If you're anywhere near a bad guy, you're done, son. Uh, they would not they would take you out. Uh, really the what bothered me about this game, and it kept me coming back, I will say this, is that it didn't seem like it was that difficult a game. Like I knew what I had to do. This is one of those games that's infuriating, because you know what you have to do. You know you can do it. Like get get out there and there's a and what they've done is they've taken a it's almost pu- a puzzle platformer in a way because to get the certain diamonds you have to take a certain path and uh you may have to eat a fruit to kill a guy that's guarding the diamond in a certain way. Uh this has if you fall too far in this you die. Uh so if you fall uh, uh, more than a couple platforms high, you die. But he can't fall a little bit. <clears throat> but you have to know where you can launch off of. There are lots of uh, pixel-perfect jumps you have to make at certain parts of this to get to different higher platforms to get these diamonds. Uh, so I think you've got uh, the, the bones of a, of a good game here. Uh, Like I said, the graphics are are pleasing looking. The uh, the music, I mean, what what of it is there is okay. They could have done a better job on that. Uh, And the uh, you know, it's you versus Dracula. I never saw Dracula. No. Uh, No. I said, I mean, maybe he's in there later on. But another problem is it's hard to it was hard to play this game and scout it just because no one had played it for any length of time.
1: This is the least played game. With the least amount of footage I have ever seen us play,
0: it almost makes it sound like that I was an idiot and when I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are there are the sound effects in it are pretty normal and nothing I to write home about to be honest with you. And the uh, the structure of the levels I thought was actually pretty good. The ones I saw, I could not find any way to cheat on this either. And I looked around to see if there was some way to cheat.
1: Oh, um, there was nothing about this game.
0: Yeah, it was, it was just a, a bunch of nothing. Uh, your guide looks sort of like, a, I don't know, let's say a, a Robin Hood combined with a witch. I guess would be the best way to put it. Kind of a and green. And smashed it of. And then kind smushed of... a little. <laughs> not not an attractive. The ghosts look like ghosts. I mean, you got to give them that. Okay. I mean, graphics on everything. I, I, now, here's my controversial statement here. I actually like this game way more than Brent's because I thought I had a chance. I thought I had a chance, and it was a game that ran at a playable speed, you know. And I thought they'd put more work into it. It looked better, it sounded better, you know. But the controls were every bit as finicky uh, for me. So, at the end of the day, in my shortest look at a game ever, uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. It's just uh, 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 too difficult was control scheme and was uh I thought it was okay. You I know you were not a fan. What what did you think about it? And feel free to unload because I mean, I've got it's like I'm married to it. I mean, it is what
1: it is. This game is the shortest I've ever played a game for this show. I played it less than 20 minutes. Oh wow. And there are two major reasons for that. I bet I know one of them. The absolute first one is the sound. <laughs> yes. I, even when I muted it, I heard it. Yes. I could. It, it yes. was so repetitive and grinding. I'm not a huge... Even though I, I, I like uh, Maniac Miner. Uh, Manic Miner. Man, yeah, sorry. Manic Minor. Maniac
0: Minor. That's a whole different <laughs> game.
1: Uh. Even though I enjoy that game, and this game is I think this is much closer than to that than say Bubble Bobble. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated this game. The controls were so bad. Uh Continuously double jumping, it it, it was like I so could was not somebody, you avoid too. it. Yes,
0: and what would make it worse is, I mean, on, especially when you had to catch one of those elevators. Yes, it was the worst. And the thing is, because it rec- the way the game was structured, there's a lot of timing involved, and so when you, it's infuriating, and then you get so mad, you just make a dumb mistake after that. It happened to me over and over. I'm glad it wasn't just me.
1: But that isn't not the music is actually not the worst sin of this game. It's up there. But it is not the worst sin. The worst sin was when I got to level 1-3 and instantly freaking died yeah. because there's an enemy that starts on the exact yeah. same platform yeah. as you yeah. and runs into you. Yeah, yeah. Bad game design. Something else I should that, bring up. That is unforgivable. Yeah. Well, that's not you the first can game. Never, no, you can never do that to a player, That especially that early into the game, And expect that player to stick around because there was no, there was absolutely no reason for that to happen. It was a cheap death, and it's a way that bad developers use that kind of crap to extend the life of their game because the next time you'll know you have to jump to the left or jump to the right. No, bad game design. I hate crap like that. As soon as that happened, I turned the game off and I never went back to be to fair, it.
0: your game does a very similar it thing. It
1: does not. Yeah, it when you never. start the game, you're, no.
0: that, that bad guy can come down, not no. immediately, but he no. won't come down and kill no. you.
1: This, in, in n- none of the levels I saw, and you like can, I said, can, I got to eight. None of the levels I saw had an enemy that started no. on the same platform, and in less than a second, you were dead. Well,
0: I don't, listen, here's the thing. And I agree, I found that. And what and, and to compound that, uh, and it, what the level Britt's talking about is you start at the top of that level. But the weird thing about this game is, and this happened to me a couple of times as I moved up the levels, I could not quickly determine where my guy where was. You start. Because he right. so blends in with the backgrounds and stuff that you can't see where he's at. So eventually you're to I guess if you play enough, you'd memorize where you start. But when you're just starting out, you're it's hard to find that graphic and you, so uh, yes, that happened to me. It is infuriating. I have, I'm not going to deny it. That, that is
1: someone that either doesn't play test their games, doesn't give the game to someone else to play test it, because if you know it's there, you can avoid it. That cheap, that kind of cheap death crap. Ticks me off more than any aspect of gaming.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste too much of your anger on this. one. No,
1: I. I'm not. And this is still not as bad as Microcosm because while this infuriated me, it did not cost me physical pain well, to look at the screen. Host, now my ears. Springs Eternal. Now my ears bled because of this game, but I was so mad when that happened. Because getting to stage 1-3, you think, wouldn't be that hard. It, like I said, it took me about 20 minutes. Uh, because the game just has so many other flaws. Uh, but when I insta-died at level 3, I was so pissed off. I just, I literally, I, I, I slammed the X button on the, the top of the emulator and close it out, and I never went back. You've got an anger issues. Oh, you my God. You get too God, mad no. about things, I'll, I'll, is, Am I wrong here? No, 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 no. You can't do that as a developer of a game.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't if you're developing something with the Sam Coop. Do where you want.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, now, get this. There was an enhanced version of this, which featured the Quasar surround sound released. Can you imagine playing that? Mu- <laughs> hopefully, they enhanced that music to the dines. Uh, and... Uh, the, my last little tidbit, uh, this was originally lined up to be, re- be released by Revelation before it ended up being re- released by Persona, so I don't know what happened there. Now, I found a I believe and I found a review of this from a guy. I'm just gonna get out the, and, and then I'll read some more user reviews here. Uh, this guy gave it a Graphics 7, Sound 8. Hey, he loved it. Gameplay 8.5 and, and overall 8. In dial, if you want to direct your comments at him. Now, as we've done in the, uh, started oh doing the last uh, week or two, we have uh, we have taken in some reviews from our fine folks in the Discord, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of them now. This was at uh, Pixels at Dawn, uh, Blast Turbo. A mechanically simplistic puzzle platform in the vein of Bubble Bobble with decent graphics for an 8-bit, but damn if it wasn't frustratingly hard. It was. Would really have benefited from some in-game sound. Uh, Bound in the Count Dracula, a colorful, challenging little platform that owes a lot to Manic Miner, even down to the punishing fall damage. Good fun for a short while and colorful too, but the music loop is too damn short. Yes, uh, Matthew Petron, uh Bound and Count Dracula, god awful platformer. Thank with, you, with punishing fall mechanic and not much fun to redeem the game. The music loop is sure to make you go insane in no time. I give it two out of ten. I, and I did forget this. I'm glad he mentioned it because the when you die, there's a gravestone that comes up that says, "Here lies a nobody," <laughs> yeah. and that's you. That was the funniest part. Um, Perone, uh, uh, his review of Blast Turbo, nice little PD game with impressive graphics and animation with a level design that reminds me of Bubble Bobble. The game is short, a little buggy and lacking music, but the concept is cool and there's a good variety of enemies, 5 out of 10. So, thanks fellas for sending in some, uh, some yeah, reviews. I would agree with all of that. Yeah, well. Except for that
1: one guy that said it was fun. Listen. Your game. You're
0: too hard. Let's, 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 uh, wash this away. Uh,
1: cleanse the palate. Now,
0: Tell the folks what you have decided to do this week, as as I grab the wheel.
1: Oh well, last week, chat's challenge uh, or the chat choice one. Chat challenge is more appropriate in this case. <laughs> and, and and I felt it was it would be wrong to take chat choice off the wheel, so it remains. All so right, there right. is no new puzzle piece
0: for this week. Uh, 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 I I'm not sure how I feel about this, but we're gonna do it. So we'll spin the wheel. Give it a good hard spin, dude. We're off. Oh, oh, oh no. And we have picked. What do we got here, Brandy, this week? Mm. Oh, finally. Finally. Thank you, sweet lord. It's the CDI. The CDI, the Phillips Miracle Machine.
1: What? No love for the CDI? No, no. Listen, no. they had
0: Zelda and Mario games in the CDI. Well, they had yeah. of games. They had it all. Yeah, I've been waiting for this thing to come up for a while to complete our unholy trinity of failed CD.
1: Well, you know what? I I can I can say in advance that I enjoyed the Sam Coop better than next week. Oh please, you haven't even picked a game yet, and and yet I still you hate don't know it. anything about the CD. Oh yes, I do. Don't
0: worry, folks. I'm going to educate this sucker old school. So please join us next week as we this is going to be great, glorious. I haven't been this excited since since we did since we did the TV game. <laughs> To the max. The action, action max. max. This is right up that I'm that kind of excited. So join us next week for maximum action as we take on the CDI. Any parting thoughts?
1: Well well no.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Enough said. So everyone, until next week. Have power a fun.